Hey everybody, Jared Sag Lawrence here, founder of ModernFlirting.com, and you're listening to episode 14 of the Modern Flirting Podcast. I'm joined today, of course, by Ms. Jamie, as well as the one and only Kezia Noble from Kezia-Noble.com. She is a female dating coach and attraction expert. She's been around in this community, industry, whatever you want to call it, for a very long time, and has, you know, has had great insights throughout the years, somebody I truly respect, and I want to say thank you for coming on, Kezia. Thank you for having me. What a lovely introduction. I'm flattered. Yeah, so we actually, you know, back in the day, we worked for the same company over back in, um, you know, over in London, and I know you've come a long way, you know, since then as just being one of their female dating coaches, and have actually started your own brand, started your own teachings. So I guess my first real question for you is what got you into this whole you know, crazy world, because it is predominantly a male-dominated industry, right? Yeah. Um, well, I got into it in 2006. Um, I was essentially headhunted, now I look back at it. Um, this guy came up to me from the company that we, we both used to work at, um, and he just approached me and said, um, hi, I work for a pickup artist company, which was already really random and weird. You know, I'd never heard of this term at all. Um, and he said, we hold a boot camp, so we show guys how to impress women, how to, you know, be better with women. And we just, um, we had this section called the hot babe section, <laughs> which is where the guys, the students try their techniques that they, they learned during the weekend on, on us. We're essentially like guinea pigs. Right. And we just give our feedback. So I was, like, I'm one of those people that will just go, yeah, fuck it, let's just do it. And I, I remember turning up to this boot camp and there were two things that I noticed. The first was that there were actually um, skills and techniques that were helping these guys, because I was a skeptic. I thought, you know, either there's chemistry or there's not. Um, so that was the first thing I noticed, that things could be taught and passed on and copied and pasted and and actually produce results. And the second thing I noticed was that this was a community industry, whatever you want to call it then, um, that didn't really have what I felt um, honest female advice. In fact, I didn't know any women that were doing it. So um, to cut a long story short, I gave very honest, direct feedback and advice to the guys, got my coat, thought they would be like chasing me with pitchforks at the end of it. Um, but actually, a lot of the guys were saying, oh, can I book you for a private session? And I was like, I don't do this. Um, but then my, well, who became my boss, Richard. Am I allowed to say his name? Yeah, say Okay. Well, he's not in this industry anymore, anyhow. So he um, said, look, do you want to, you know, you were a big hit. The guys really appreciate that honest feedback. Would you like to come work with us um, a bit more? And I started doing the boot camps, and then I started getting one-on-ones and um, I started doing seminars. They had really big seminars in those days. And um, I started up my own YouTube channel on the side, which Richard wasn't very happy about. Um, but it did actually um, get, get me my book deal. And then when I got my book deal, um, that's when I sort of thought, okay, this is the right time to, you know, split ways. So what really attracted to you about the because I know for some women, because there's two things I really like, I really like about you specifically, and there's a lot of hate for female dating coaches in this industry. I'm sure you've seen that and have heard about, you know, have heard about that. 
Uh, but with you, one of the things I definitely like is you actually do teach more of the technical, useful tips for guys, while a lot of the other women I see, they're usually kind of like, you know, it's it's very, what's it like nice to say? It's, it's very like either woo woo or just not that useful. It's very just like off in the closet, just be confident, be yourself. But you're like, no, no, here's exactly how to do it. Here's step by step. This is what I find, you know, works. Uh, why do you feel you're more inclined to go that way and, and you know, actually give those kind of uh, techniques when so many of the female dating coaches are more just very vague about their advice? You mean like they're giving sort of, um, sorry, I just want to get this right. You're, you're saying that they're giving kind of like nice wishy-washy advice that makes the person kind of feel good, but doesn't actually help them. Is that, is that what yeah, you mean? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to some of them because I'm looking out there for like talent and people who are like really getting it. And a lot of times they seem like, you know, just be your authentic self and let it shine through, which no one's going to argue that because obviously that sounds great, yeah, right? Right. But then I see you and it's like, all right, here's exactly how to turn and go off from being a bitch and go steps one, two, three. This is how you do it. And I'm like, I don't see that from any other real female dating coaches out there. So how did you like learn all that? Because you're not a guy, you're not going up and doing these approaches, but obviously you understand it on a deep level. So how did that come to pass? Why do you feel you've gone that direction when so many other women haven't? I think, first of all, I'm one of those people that really don't give a shit if people like me or not. <laughs> like, genuinely, I don't care. Like I, like, I like to be flattered, and I like people to be nice to me. It's not like that. But it's like, if someone says, I don't like Kezia, it's like, whatever, water off a duck's back. And I've always been like that. So I, have, I think a lot of people, if you're going to help others, I think you need to just say, look, people are going to kind of hate you. For being for speaking the truth that they're, they're gonna thank you but there's gonna be an element of like fuck you especially if it's a woman saying it to a guy i think personally that when guys make the decision to get help in this area and come to a woman i think they've sort of they've gone past that um conflict with their ego stage and they've made that decision to say no fuck it, i need help i don't care who gives it to me mm -hmm. i need it right now but people who are kind of like just you know, uh, looking at my YouTube videos, they're kind of half-hearted about it. They want some tips. They're kind of like unhappy with their situation. They look at my videos and they just think, you know, it's just right, bitch. I don't want to hear that stuff. And they'll go to someone who's like more happy-clappy, who's going to tell them exactly like you said, be your best authentic self, man. And, you know, um, women are just bitches. They're the problem. You know, she's, you know, walk away from her. She's a bitch. She's not worth it. That kind of, it just sort of doesn't really help them evolve. It just keeps them in their, their comfort zone. Um, so I think that for me, I don't go into this to make friends. I don't go into it for people to like me. I do it because I believe from what I've seen from helping so many guys is that I, I can get them results. I'm good at what I do. I know what I'm not good at and I know what I am good at. You know, I'm not good at relationship advice, for instance. Loads of people said, oh, why don't you be a life coach? Like, are you serious? <laughs> me, be the blind leading the blind. You know, I'm a single mom. Like, I'm not going to give anyone fucking relationship advice. <laughs> I know what I'm good at. I'm not going to water it down. Um, I think personally, like, I look at it how if I went to a coach, any type of, I have been to coaches for different things. And the first thing I say to them is, please don't bullshit me. Please, I'm not spending X amount of money for an ego trip. Right. I, I have ways of getting that ego trip and it's not gonna be through you. So I, I think that's kind of like the secret to um, why I'm very comfortable to give very detailed, sometimes unorthodox advice. Do you find it's harder as a woman to give advice to the guys where they don't wanna take it because it's like, well, you haven't been in my shoes so you don't know versus well, I'm a woman, I experienced it from the woman's side. 
do, do you ever get like a battling there or not? Not when they, that's, that's what I was trying to um, make the point earlier is that once they've made the decision to come to me for advice, I've, I've never had any trouble with that. I mean, obviously people are gonna, some students argue back and forth with you. It's, that's just the way they are. That's cool, that's fine, I, I, will, I will win. <laughs> um, but I think that, like I said, if someone is just kind of drifting through YouTube and looking at my stuff, but they're not committed to actually getting help and they haven't made that decision to get help from a woman, they're not gonna, they're not gonna really appreciate what I say. Do you find that Jamie too, or the guys ever battle you because you're a woman? Yeah, I, I actually, I, I chuckled when you said that. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm a drill leader for modern flirting and um, it doesn't happen often, but it definitely does happen where I feel like there is this, um, uh, like argumentative or like their, their first natural reaction is to tell me why I'm wrong. Um, and it's funny because you, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, I will win because I, I can explain this better um, and explain it through a female's perspective. And if that's the one you're trying to get at, I do yourself a favor and listen, right? Um, and, and, and so, but I love what you said when it comes to men making that decision. And I think that's why modern flirting is so great because you work with so many women anyway and very well-spoken women that can actually explain what's going on in my head, what we would like going on in your head and try and like marry the two. Um, because I think when a man, it's so important when a man makes that decision of like, okay, listen, I'm going to get the best advice and I'm going to take the best advice and it's not going to matter who it's going to be from. Um, and that's so important. Yes, I agree. And it's very good to hear that you do have um, other female, um, so do you call them wing girls? Girl leaders. So we do like drills with our students when they're in the program? Drill, drill leaders. Yeah, drills. Oh, see, okay. We have a lot of female coach. We just call them female coaches on our team. But it's, it's nice to hear um, that you have uh, a female, uh, uh, sounds like a collection of female opinions. On yeah, the, team. So the way I look at it is like if I'm the sensei, this is like a dojo and I'm teaching them what to do. Yes, they can go off and practice and you know, talk to women in their everyday life, but they're not getting feedback in the right time from those girls. So what I include in my program is you get calls with the girls that I know who will literally tell you, I like that, I don't like that, that made me feel this way. So they're actually applying it, they're learning it from me and then they apply it and they get real feedback from a girl who might be too nice otherwise to like tell them straight up what's going on. Right, we do like role play sessions. Oh, exactly. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. So. Yeah. Uh, so another key thing I want to kind of really get from your side, like how do you go about learning this from from the female side, right? Like to understand here's how to turn a you know girl who's bitchy, how to turn it around. Here's how to escalate properly um, on different types of women as, as a girl yourself. Because I know that's a, a giant um, like complaint about in, in the industry. It's like, well, female dating coaches might not understand it from the guy's side. What I've always argued also is though that we don't understand from the woman's side, they can give us insight that we just can't understand as a woman. What, like, how do you go about learning these new techniques and innovate? Um, you mean, okay, so, but I, I, the thing is, I've been in that position where guys have chatted me up mm -hmm. and I've been, you know, I'm not anymore, but I've been a bitch and I know what's worked for me and what hasn't, and I know why it's worked for me. I can decipher and I can break down and explain why it works, which I think is also important. Um, not for everyone, some people just wanna know what works, thank you very much, goodbye. 
but I do like, I like social dynamics. I like to see how things work. Um, I, I, love, I love to look at how we can capitalize on a situation rather than neutralize. And that's, a, I'm an advocate of that. So um, for instance, let's say the worst case scenario, you approach a girl and she says, fuck off. That is her response. I'm always about, okay, let's flip this around. Don't neutralize, let's capitalize. And when you start knowing how to capitalize on everything that she says to you, what happens is you, um, it, it empowers you, you become more confident, you have confidence in yourself and your skill set, um, and that fuels the, um, the confidence in your approach. Because, you know, guys are essentially, they're really worried about when they say, I'm, I'm scared of approaching. It's not even rejection. They're scared of getting a response that they don't know what to say to. Looking stupid. Looking, like being awkward. Looking stupid, like, like asking a girl where you, like running out of things to say. Just running out of things to say are the most basic things. And I really like to teach guys about what to do next. What if she says this? Because they'll come to me and say, yeah, but, but what if she says that? What if she says this? Okay, then this is what you say. Oh, I don't like that, they might say. Okay, let's come up with something better. You give me something. And we'll sit there and eventually we'll not come up with anything because we sit here for years and years and years doing this, like literally over a decade of working out what's the best response, getting a better one, a better one. And then eventually they're like, oh yeah, that is the best response I can give. So um, an example would be back to the fuck off one. Um, so I, I literally plagiarized this from one of my trainers and I will say that because I watched them out in field for years and years and I can look and say, that's good what he did. And I'll say to them, don't worry, I'll credit, the guy's name's Pete, that's it, I've credited him, he doesn't really give a shit anyway. Um, and he went up to this girl and she, would, she was a tall Russian girl, she would fuck off and he was like, you know what, I love that, I love bitchy women. I can't stand these nice girls. They're so boring, don't you think? And immediately what happened is she, she smiled. And you know that's like the end of the bitch show when, when they smile. That's it. But then he, he upped it. He upped it. And he said, no, 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 don't start smiling now. Don't ruin it. If you're one of these nice girls, I'm walking away. And I thought that is advanced game. That, that's the difference. Just, and the fact is, is, is that he just knew what to do in that situation. And he flipped it around. And if you have that skill set to say, whatever, whatever I receive, I can capitalize on it. That's game. For me, that is game. That reminds me of in the South. Do you know who John Sin is? I think he was around during your time. John Sin with two N's? Not the one from the game, but. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've read him in the game, yeah. Yeah, well, no, so different sin. That's sin one end. There's John. Oh, I see. Sorry. No, I don't know then. Sorry. He was like known as like making content back in the day. He worked for um, like blood systems or mystery method back when I was still a thing. So he was like my wingman for like six months in South Beach. And we were going out like every single night just going nuts back in my like hardcore pickup days. And one of the things we always, you know, we had like a, an idea very similar to what you were talking about, which was when we got a girl who was. We didn't call it bitchy, but we called it like pure indifference. She wanted nothing to do with us. She's like, go away, loser, no, whatever. Uh, it was always like, we'd just say, amp that up by 10%. That was awesome. You like, and we'd get other people involved, like, you've got to check this out. She's so good at this. Like, it's the best rejection I've ever seen, but you can do 10% more. And that gets them laughing. And it's the idea of just, you know, overall, I think being not reactive. Pat, it's pattern breaking. Hmm? It's pattern breaking. Yeah, it's, and it's so unexpected because she's expecting you. I always figure if a girl's coming at that with me, she's trying to trigger me to either be angry or sad. 
So if I show something completely opposite from angrier sad, and that I'm just self-amusing that and enjoying myself, that is like a, it flips the script basically. Well, you patterned, you broke the pattern. You did what most guys, you didn't get, you didn't react. You didn't react. Because most guys when they face a bitchy woman, it's either apologizing for their very existence or it's, it's met with aggression, like, fuck you, bitch. You right. know, you're lucky I'm even speaking to you, which is like, well, great, now everyone's on a downer, fantastic. Um, but what you did, obviously, is you broke a pattern, you didn't react, and you validated her, and that is the secret of taking away someone's powers, to validate them. That's why I get really pissed off, by the way, just going on a tangent here, when, when people say, I'm really proud of you. Don't you hate that? Like, who the fuck are you? I'm really proud of you. What the fuck? You know, you're not, even my mom, I tell her, don't say it to me. Don't say you're proud of me, because I've done this myself. <laughs> it's patronizing, and it takes the power from the person. Just, just a little, I always tell my son, if anyone says, I don't even say I'm proud of you. I say, if anyone says I'm proud of you, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> so let's go into, like, the, um, the nitty-gritty then, and some of the, like, actual stuff our guys can use. So... Going on this range, you know, there's the approach, obviously, we kind of covered that. Let's talk about things that, like, really high-quality, gorgeous women, tens, whatever you want to call them, that they're typically going to do. And what I've noticed, and, you know, what my students have always noticed is these are girls who have a ton of options, right? So what it boils down to is really beautiful women have massive budgets. They know they can get pretty much any guy. So what happens is they put very little effort into an interaction with a new guy they just meet because they know they can get almost any other guy, right? So how does a guy turn that around? What is the best way to stand one, you know, stand out and get the girl investing and putting an effort into the interaction so she's like taking it seriously? Oh, I mean, there's so much I could say about this. It's not one, there's not one silver bullet here. Um, well, first of all, she has an abundancy mindset. That's essentially what she has. And she's only interested in people who also have an abundancy mindset. Um, and a lot of guys will say to me, but I don't have that. Like, I, I don't have, you know, I don't have a lot of women in my life. I'm just starting out. And I'm like, okay, then you have to fake it. Fake it, that's it. There's no other, there's no other way. You've got to fake it until you make it. Li literally that. So you can sort of display the, that kind of mindset, actually, and not even have it. Um, for instance, let's talk about if you're in a bar or a club, it's, it's like start from the beginning, like how are you walking into that club? She is watching you, she's taking note of you and she's making very, very quick decisions. That's what women do, especially beautiful women, as you said. Um, making very, very quick decisions. Are you walking in like you're awkward, you're uncomfortable, um, sort of beta body language? That's the, sh the, the sort of showreel to your personality. Um, and so even if you pluck up the courage to go speak to her, it's, it's, she saw the trailer already and she's not invested. So say a not, word. it's already, she's already kind of made up her mind. Of it. Yeah. It's like when you watch a trailer for a really shit movie and your friend's like, no, you really got to watch it. It's great. You're like, I'm, you're not already like not there, right? You're not invested. So it's difficult for you to appreciate that movie so quickly. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, uh, let's kind of like work on a bit more. The conversation you know the conversation has to be outstanding I do say that to my students like it's not good enough for you to just say that you've got a little bit of banter your conversation needs to be outstanding so what, and it's actually, what are some like principles of a good outstanding conversation okay outstanding conversation which it's um, a lot of different aspects to it pattern breaking as we spoke about um, what are you bringing to the table in that conversation you've got to become her number one priority very quickly 
okay? You're not a funny guy, let's say, fine. But let's look at what you're, because a lot of people, that's the first thing they say, like, I'm not funny. Like, okay, that's not the only way to grab a girl's attention. It's not, it's, it is a good way. If you are funny, that's great. But even then they have their, their issues too, funny guys. But you have to always think about what are my three main attributes? Why would a girl like me? What am I, and everyone has them. Let me bring them to the forefront of the conversation as soon as possible. At the same time, your nonverbal uh, dialogue, your body language has to be on point also. Um, once you've got the conversation in a good position, like, so basically you've taken it from the trans, you've, you've transitioned from opening line to full blown um, comfort connection. You've got her attention. That's the hardest part. That is the hardest part is to become her number one priority. And I was one of those girls being like, like next, next, bored. You know, I wasn't saying that, but in my head, I was thinking that. And then once or twice, there'd be a guy, I'd be like, okay, I'm totally listening to this guy now. I'm totally invested in him. He wasn't the best looking guy, wasn't the funniest, but the conversation was unique and it was different to what I'd been hearing for the, the, for the majority of the evening. I'll give you an example, one example. Okay, so a lot of guys complain saying they don't get girls asking them questions back. Sure. Like, how the hell am I meant to tell her that I'm interested in A, B, and C if she's not asking me anything? I can't just say, oh, by the way, I'm interested in this. Um, so I'll say to them, well, use something called the springboarding technique, okay? So you just ask her, you know, let's, let's take a really generic, boring question such as, you know, oh, you've got any plans to go away this summer or winter, whenever it is. And um, regardless of what she says, she might say, yeah, I'm, I'm heading to go, I'm, I'm planning to go to Spain, okay? Let's say you're someone that really likes traveling. Get that in there at that point. You say, you know what, that's, it's interesting because I love traveling. Like it's a big part of who I am. If I can't travel, I don't live. You know, it's, it's really incredibly important. Talk about it just for a little bit. Get those bullet points in there. Those, those bullet point, those hooks that are gonna make someone go, mm, that's interesting. You get them in there and then you say, so why Spain? So you've springboarded it, you've got taken it back to you, springboard to you, springboard back to her. So a conversation is an exchange of data. And sometimes the girl's not gonna help you with that, so you have to do it yourself. Um, another thing could be when she, she does ask you a question, eventually she gets around to saying, where are you from? You say, I'm from, I don't know, Colorado. Oh, I've never been, what's it like there? You know what most guys say? Yeah, it's kind of cool, yeah, nice weather. It's, it's really boring. And I'm like, you know what you just say? You use conversational clickbait and you just say, it's the best place to live and the worst place to live. You have your audience. She's going to say, well, what's so bad about it? What's so good? Or you could say, it's the second best place to live on earth. Okay, what's the first? So it's little things like that that you can do. It's tiny little um, alterations little clever tricks that can make a huge difference. So when guys come to me and say, no, no, I just want to like run authentic game and be myself and freestyle it. Good luck with that. Good luck. It doesn't, doesn't. It's not, if, that, if being authentic worked already, then it, you, you would have been fine. You wouldn't be coming right. to us in the first place. Right. Like you can be a authentically creepy, weird, um, too aggressive guy. And that's also like, you, it's a skill at the end of the day. So what I, what I, the way I kind of phrase it to my guys is, look, I'll show you what works, like the science of what actually works and what you need to do. How you go about implementing it, that's you. That's your art. You can authentically 
implement it however you want, but at the end of the day, what works works and what doesn't doesn't, it's up to you to accept that fact. So go on, these are great tips, by the way. I love everything you're saying. Uh, going, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just trying to come up with like scenarios that like particularly uh, really attractive women do that maybe, you know, they don't get with every, you know, every girl. So like one of them could be, let's say, you're hitting it off, you're talking, you get past that initial phase, like you said, conversation flow, and then she gets distracted by a friend or another guy, or she kind of becomes like ADD. And then the guy has a decision to make. It's like, well, do I keep like chasing after her and trying to make her work? Do I just ignore her? Is there something in between to get her to come back and bring her focus? Because really attractive women, I find again and again, they have very, very short attention spans. They're, you know, it's hard to really lock them in to get alone time with them. Okay, so um, your question is, just, just to summarize, so I've got this right, is um, how do I keep her attention um, past all the distractions, like a friend coming along, dragging her away? Yeah, yeah, let's say she gets distracted by something. Oh, that's my song, I want to dance, or oh, I'm talking to a friend now. If basically her attention goes off of you, yeah. that's a good way to bring it back. Okay, great, that's, um, that's a good question. So first of all, I'm gonna go back to what I said. It, you know, if you do the first bit right, the second part shouldn't happen. Right. right. So basically I know I was with this guy, it was two years ago, I was on a date with a guy and um, it was cold. It was really cold. And he gave me his coat because we went outside for a cigarette and, <laughs> and um, he gave me his coat and we ended up just staying there. And I, he said, oh, by the way, you know, my coat's on the floor and it was, it'd, be, it'd fallen off me and I hadn't felt the cold because I was so invested in him. So if you get the first bit right, then the distractions won't be a threat. However, let's say you haven't, you know, really become her main priority to the extent that you, you wanted her to be. Um, this is where breaking rapport is very good. I'm a strong advocate of breaking rapport. That means taking the conversation to a high point, saying, you know what, I'm being really rude. I'm ignoring my friend since birthday, whatever it is. Um, you know, let's, let's, you know, meet up in an hour or so i'm sure you're still going to be here okay that's very that's a very bold move it says to the girl you're not my main priority yet you need to work a little bit harder i'm good you know i like you but i'm not going to be following you around like most guys you know if other guys approach you i don't care you would tell a guy to say that right when she gets offended with something else you go hey so look, i'm gonna get back to my friend no i'm just getting back to that no so i'm just getting to that so this is just a few things that you can do to prevent that from happening I so if you break rapport and you walk off mm -hmm. what she's going to do is she's going to value the time that she has with you more because when she sees you again She's, she's not going to be so, how can I put, she's going to be more invested because she's thinking, I don't want to lose them again. Okay, I need to be a bit more entertaining. Now, let, okay, so let's forget prevention now. It actually happens. I would say, don't stand there. Do not stand there. I would just say, walk off. Walk off. I know I've been that woman where I've been distracted and the guy's just standing there and then he becomes annoying. Even if you thought, oh, he's, he was kind of cool. Now he's annoying. It's like, now I'm with my friend or this is my song or whatever it is. You're now annoying. You're just staring at me like this. You know, you're just looking at me like, oh, but what, what happens now? Just walk off, get on the phone. Okay, if you don't want to walk off completely, just have a fake fucking phone call or, or just look at your phone like you've got your shit to do. And then say to her, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I've got something to do. Let me come back to you. Okay, like that. So it's like your decision that you had to leave, not her decision to leave. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. I got a fun, my, my kind of fun strategy is like find the weakest link. So 
if there's a girl I like, or I call like my crush, and she gets distracted, I know that she's going to come back around to a friend at some point. Because women are not going to ignore their friends. They're going to be inclusive, right? So I'm looking for the nicest friend within the bunch. And if I lose uh, her focus, I'm going to go engage with her. I'm going to start getting her loving me. And then when she looks back around, whenever she's done, there she sees me having a friend laughing, liking me, not like an attractive way, but like I'm getting along with her girls, which I'm getting, in my mind, I'm getting points with her just because of, well, my friends like them. Therefore, it's a lot easier to justify either hooking up with him or getting with him later. Uh, I'm, you know, one of the biggest, biggest things I found for exceptional women is social circle. You know, like a lot of times, even my cold approach is done in a way where I'm getting her and a whole group out to another event going on where I can shine, where I'm, where she's not in her element, where all these guys are coming after her and, and whatnot, where I'm actually like in the center of attention because either it's a great setup that I have for a future date. And it's not like, oh, I want you to come out. It's you and your friends, everybody coming out. And now she's like on my turf, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's a great, that's, for me, that's a great little like social proof trap you can, uh, we, we can throw in there. So, and, and Zimba, what about, have you seen that before where guys are like on you the whole time or is there anything you should- Yeah, I actually, it's funny. I actually gave um, advice. I love all of your, your terms because I've given this advice, but I didn't realize there was like terms for them. So that's exciting. I have to research that more, but um, no, like there is, there is actually an advice I gave one of the guys at Modern Flirting recently. And, um, you know, he's like, well, what if like, one girl is dancing and she's kind of like dancing by herself, like trying to get her friends to come up and dance. And I want to dance with her, but I don't want to be like there the whole time because then it becomes awkward. I was like, you know, it'd be really hot. Like you just go up, kind of spin her around, dance with her a little bit and then walk off. You know what I mean? And so then it's like fun because I feel like that, that that's actually happened to me before um, where I was like, oh, whoa, like this guy, like such confidence, you know, but then he doesn't, he's not clingy either. And then it kind of gives that opening for later throughout the night where I can be like, yo, you were the guy that was, you know, dancing, got those great moves, you know, or whatever. And, it, and, and so I love that kind of like where you're not the, the clean one, like to the side, because that's definitely happened to me um, where it's like, you feel it's like that sixth sense. It's like, you feel their energy just kind of like behind you, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's breaking the like, Right. What that I did choose breaking report. It's it's so effective. Um, mm-hmm. There was uh, one guy, and uh, I like to I like to break down what naturals do. I love I love doing that. So I like I look at all the guys. Basically, that's how I wrote my book. Is I took all my past boyfriends. So I have a type. We all have a type. Um, but it's funny ha- how most of my boyfriends were not my type, and that's what I find so interesting. Is like what was it? What did they do? Um, By type, you mean just like physical look, or do you mean overall? No, 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 I've got a type type, like physical and like personality. It's like that's the men that I am drawn to. And a lot of these guys don't have those personality types, you're saying. They're they're different types. No, no, they had maybe one or two of the attributes, but no. Um, They were good looking in their own way. No, some of them were not good looking at all. One of them was hideous, but um, (laughs) you get. You know, he, he, he did very well with women. I find that fascinating, really. I love it. I love dissecting and working out what was it. I also, um, no, I want to stick to what I'm saying because I want to talk about strip clubs in a minute. That's a really good place to learn games, strip clubs. Um, which, when, it, when they eventually open again. Um, so, yeah, this guy, I remember, he bought my sister, we were out in a club, and he bought my sister a drink. 
he bought it for her. No, it wasn't like he went up to her. She ordered a drink and the barman said, that man over there has bought you the drink. And she looked at me and she was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I've got to go talk to him. And like, so she went up to him and she's like, thank you for the drink. He went, no problem. And he walked off. And she was fascinated with him for the rest of the night. Like, that guy just bought me a drink, doesn't want to talk to me. That's extreme breaking rapport. Anyway, fast forward about five years later, I'm talking to this guy. He's like, I know how to pick up women. And he told me this little trick that he does, which is the same trick as the guy. He goes, it really works. (laughs) At some point, he has to come back, though, right? Like, or do you... Yeah, he did eventually, but he bought investment. That's the whole thing, because she's intrigued, intrigued, and that creates investment like you're breaking it's always breaking patterns breaking what's expected she's expect she went over there expecting oh god gotta say thank you he's gonna talk to me but if he wasn't interested and he bought the street it's like you need to connect the dots doesn't make shit doesn't add up so you're already invested whether you like it or not so if i'm getting from you that the key uh techniques or or tactics that you want to give your guys number one just do the unexpected break patterns don't do whatever the social team says Number two, break rapport, which goes hand in hand, really. If you're breaking with the pattern, that's breaking rapport. Is that like the main thing when it keeps causing attraction? No, but it's all no, but it's all connected. Everything is connected back to break to breaking um, breaking patterns. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. It's all. It all comes back to that. Nearly everything that I teach is, you know, doing the opposite right. of what you're expecting. Flipping it on its head. That's what I found. You said earlier so interesting, and I want to learn more because I feel like it'll be more effective when I teach these guys too, because it's true. Like, like a woman is so, I mean, by the time I'm 30, like by the time I'm 30, I've literally heard every single fucking pickup line. I know the, the behavior, I know the words, I know everything. And so when I see a guy genuinely just like doing something different, that is buying intrigue. And so it's like, like, what are like, I'm just curious, like, what are some other ways that you can flip uh, if you're already having a conversation, it's not going the way that you want. Like you, you're saying like, uh, you know, if the first part is done right, the second part doesn't happen. How do you ensure that the first part, you don't fuck up, you know, or it doesn't go south? Well, I, I, I um, we kind of covered this. I think it's more like the really investing in your conversation techniques, your banter, your flirting skills. A lot of people say, when do I escalate? I'm like, you should be escalating from the, the first moment you speak to her that doesn't mean you need to be like full-on sexual escalating but you're escalating on some level and it could be just through banter just a bit of flirting uh, just the way you say the whole way you hold yourself everything needs to be geared into that direction I believe mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I'm a massive believer in, in conversation skills really working on that um, like obsessively working on that um, another thing is don't confuse a message that I send to my guys is don't confuse commonalities with connection. I always say commonalities breed friendships, connection breeds attraction. So a lot of guys go in there and go, well, I'm not going to have anything in common with her. And I'm like, of course you're not going to have anything in common with her. You know, <laughs> she's not interested in the shit you're interested in. So don't, you know, it's, a, it's very, don't limit, don't look for things in common like most guys do. Most guys will say, okay, um, what kind of food do you like? Um, where do you like to travel? Where do you live? And they're thinking, oh God, please, just one thing that I can connect with. And it's not connecting. It's that I've never, I've never, like, I've never slept with a guy uh, because we had things in common. Never. I've been attracted to a guy and I happen to have things in common with him, but it's not because we had things in common that made me attracted to him. 
So what would you say is the main thing that makes you click in your head like, yes, I'm going to stick with this guy. I want to get with him. What's like the, or, or maybe a few key things that make that switch happen? Um, being unapologetic about what he wants and how he feels. I find that very attractive in a guy. Um, so if, for instance, a guy gives you a compliment and it's it's you know the kind of compliment that women want not the comp not dishing out kind of like oh you're so beautiful i always say to my students don't say she's beautiful hot and sexy is much better um but if he says something to me um he's got to be 100 percent committed to saying it and if i don't give him the reaction he wants he can't back down i think that's a very strong way of saying okay are we going to be compatible in bed because women they can't sleep with a guy they don't respect. A, a man can sleep with a woman he doesn't respect, but a, a, a woman can't, she just can't do it. It's like, it's icky, it becomes, you know, like, ugh, I cannot sleep with him, I don't respect him. Um, even if she's kind of attracted to him. It's a double-edged sword for a guy, but I agree with, I agree with what you're saying. So I'm actually gonna flip this on you a little bit and say, all right, let's say, you know, he says something and now you're in damage control. So, so if I'm hearing you correctly, it's like, let's say a guy says something to a girl, right? Like, um, wow, you're so, you're, you're honest, you're incredible, right? Let's just say he says, you're incredible and he thinks it. And she goes, you don't, you barely even know me. What, what do you mean I'm incredible, right? And now he's realizing he's in, like in the damage uh, control area. He can stick to his gun and say, you know what, well, I just think you're incredible. So that's, you know, and then it's, well, she can respect him even though she doesn't like it. Or, you know, she can get upset because now he's thinking like, well, she didn't like what I said here. It's kind of like a double-edged sword, so what's the damage control area? Yeah, okay, you've got to stay completely committed. Like, I don't give a shit, you do it for me. I don't give a fuck, you turn me on, that's it. It's got to be so watertight. There's no kind of like, well, I didn't really mean that. What I meant to say was this. Right. I wouldn't actually tell a guy to say to a girl, you're so incredible anyhow. Um, but if he did make that blunder, um, you've got to stick to it, no matter what. You stick to your guns because okay. there's no other there's no other solution. There's that's it. So in your case, the guy's like, I'm really proud of you, Tezia. You're like, oh, do not say that to me. He's like, no, I'm sorry, I'm proud of you. Take it. Uh, that would be better. Right. That would be better as long as he maybe listened. Like if I gave my big thesis on it, mm. and he said, you know what, you got a point actually, but it's kind of like that's not saying, oh yes, I made a huge mistake. You know what I mean? Now, do you feel it's time if a guy actually does mess up and say something offensive that he should apologize, or it's just no do with the, no do with apologies? No, but it's okay. So offensive means when you've hurt someone's feelings. Like maybe you said, uh, how can you hurt someone's feelings telling them they're fucking beautiful? But maybe if they let's say they've said something which is like, and let's say these went wrong, right? He's like, your hair looks stupid. Haha, -ha, teasing you. It's like, fuck you. Okay, you say sorry without saying, please forgive me. It, it's like, you can, you can really, really camp it up and say, oh my God, I am so sorry. Look at my big smile on my face, you see how I'm doing it. I am so sorry if I knew that you were gonna be offended. I feel awful now. I wish I had never said that. So you're camping it up. You're making it very over dramatic and pantomime. And she's almost thinking, it's fine, it's okay. And it's all become like a bit of a joke almost. Right. You know, it's so dramatic. Like, you know, like some guys are really silly and they get like a, a, like a sort of imaginary sword and said, would you like me to put it through my heart? You know, so it, it gets really over the top. You can go in that direction and that kind of like makes it like, okay, fine, ha ha, very funny. 
Um, but if you're getting into a, like a proper serious debate or an argument about something, it's like, this is getting fucking heated now. Don't back down. Don't let her win. Just say to her, stop. Me and you are never going to agree about this. Am I right? She'll say, you're right. So she's already on the, you know, complying. She's already on that yes ladder. Then you say to her, look, me and you can argue about this all day, all night. And we still won't agree. Am I right? And she'll say again, she'll comply and say, yes, you're right. And then that's the bit when you say to her, that's the point when you say, but you know something? That's what I really like about you. You stick to your guns like me. You won't back down. And then you can do like this kind of invisible sort of perimeter around you. Say, don't you think like everyone else just sort of, you know, nods their head and agrees for the sake of it. You're fiery. You're like me. You're fiery. You're not going to let go of what you believe in. And there, what you've done is you've done a negative attraction. You've taken a negative point and you've made it into an attraction saying, we're both the same. You've validated her. And she felt, because women like to be considered fiery and they want to be with a guy who's fiery. Right. Yeah. And you challenge yeah. meet up to the challenge. They don't want to do everything to be like super easy and just like, you're always right all the time. They actually want to challenge and earn being right or earn that their point of view is essentially. Yeah, but essentially what you've said is that we're the same. We don't agree on this topic, but we are the same. We're fiery and we, we connect on that level. And that's what I mean about connection and uh, the difference between connection and having commonalities. So one thing I've been seeing a theme come up with some of my students who are, again, I'm, I'm always trying to come up with questions to deal with more like the, the more hotter girls, I guess. Uh, one theme I've seen, and this is more of a texting now, is easily offended. So what will happen is they're, they're having fun, they're, she's, they're laughing or joking around about the topic. He says one thing a little off, and she finds a way to say, like, well, I, I think that's, that's a mean thing to say or messed up or, you know, let's say, like, let's say you try to do a joke. I'm, I'm pulling some of my ass. Oh. Let's say you do a joke, like, oh, my God, it's like a, you know, that's, looks like a, Kid with Down syndrome. I hope. Like something like where she's like, well, that's not nice. You know, that's me because of Down syndrome, right? And then she takes offense at it. He's meaning as a joke. And then it starts going off where you're getting less and less invested messages from the girl, right? Yeah. So in these kind of situations, is there something guys can do? Let's say sticking with text messaging now to turn that around when, for whatever reason, the girl either got like offended or something, you know, you did something uncalibrated, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah around with a girl who has a lot of options on text. Well, first of all, as you said by text message, it's always very difficult by text message. I actually teach my students to get on the phone. Yeah, same. Something, get on the phone, do it the good old fashioned way. Um, I had a guy who recently started, a young guy who started just calling me and I was like, I really like this actually. So I think that retro kind of <laughs> make it, having an old fashioned phone call is uh, making a comeback. But let's just say this guy has said something which, you know, she feels is almost unforgivable. You can sort of, again, you can say, you know what, you're totally right. That was way out of line. You could go down that way and it could quickly, easily sort of fix the, it could give her what she wants very quickly. And then you can sort of move on. But I feel that at that point, it's kind of like there's been a power. You've handed over too much power to her. So it's kind of like, you have to look at it as you can do that. And it's like taking, like a, you're taking a step forward, but you're taking a couple of steps back at the same time. But you know, what's your, what's your next, what are you going to do next? You know, are you going to meet up with her and do like a solid game plan? 
that can counterbalance that. But if you don't, and you're just sort of like, you know, just a rookie, um, I would say something like, I would validate and say, you know what? I'm really glad you pointed that out. You're a sweetheart. You're a good girl. You know, that's a lovely thing. Most girls just laugh at those jokes. Right. But, you know, you, you, you called me out on that respect and then change the subject, validate. What about when, when it takes, I feel like it's almost like a test in a way. And I love what you said about going on the phone. The way I look at it is if I can get some flirtation going back and forth on the text, my next step is I got to get her on the phone. And I like to screen it anyways. I don't want to be meeting up with a girl that's like online. If I haven't talked with her, done a FaceTime, gotten a vibe for her, because then I might be on this like shitty date. I'm like, fuck, I'm wasting my time now. And I don't actually care about this girl, you know? So I, I find getting her on the phone or FaceTime would be a great way to screen them. I just did a pro tip on this. But what I'm, I guess what I'm thinking of, and I know guys are wondering this and they're going to be pissed if I don't get, get you down on this, uh, on this question is when you're talking to a girl and there's a good back and forth going, but then it turned into LOL or one word responses, the yes, right? I mean, I want to know something actually only you can answer this. So this is great. One, what is your girl thinking in these? What's going through her mind at that point? Why give such a nothing answer when, if, if you're gonna do that, why, not, why respond at all, right? Because clearly she's like not really doing anything to move the interaction forward. So why even respond? Why do these like LOLs or yes, or bare minimum like two word responses? And then the second question is, as a guy, what can guys do to start training better? You're asking me, I thought you were asking- uh... Both, I would like to get both of your ideas on this. Um, I actually, I'm guilty of this. Um, I. But, but yeah, but um, I think it's because we are maybe losing interest or um, we just ourselves aren't seeing the conversation going anywhere. Um, and so we just don't want to be rude by not saying anything. Um, but I think it's an invitation for you to ask us another question um, is where my mind goes initially uh, when I give those like one word answers. Kezia, what do you think? Well, I do it because um, if there's someone I'm totally not interested in, I'm not even giving any kind of answer. I'm just ignoring it. But if it's someone that's kind of like has potential, mm -hmm. possible potential, then you kind of just throw them little morsels. And I know it sounds cruel, but you, that's what you're doing. It's like, oh, maybe I keep them sweet with that. Um, yeah. if, it's a really bad sign, guys. It is a really bad sign when a girl does that. I think it's sometimes even worse than if she, if she doesn't, doesn't respond at all. Right. I'm almost saying like, if a girl is not interested at all, just say, look, like not interested or sorry, or just ghost, right? But no, but most girls, are, most, most girls are people pleasers. They don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So the guy's trying and he's getting a ha ha ha, a yes, element. It's just because it's like, they feel bad not saying anything, but they don't want to actually take the conversation forward at all. No, it's also because they might see possible potential there. Okay. Like maybe at a later day when it's a really dry season. Gotcha. So what can a guy do to, I guess, showcase that potential in that case? Is there a way to turn that around? Um, punishment, you know, just do not respond. Do not respond. Um, give it a couple of weeks or something. Don't, don't press her with a funny, you know, you, you know, if you've got a classic go-to text message that always gets a different kind of response, by all means use that or just save it in, you know, save it for maybe in two weeks time and maybe the situation's changed a little bit with her. 
Is there ever a time to like call out the behavior and say what you're doing? Like, no, no, God, no, no, <laughs> no, no, never, ever, ever. <laughs> so what is that? So okay, so so obviously you had a big reaction. What does that do from the girl? The guy's like, you're really not gonna be anything to work with. It doesn't seem like you're that interested, or whatever. Needy, needy, just like you know, don't don't. You, what happens is you become somebody that she can just about sort of be bothered to speak to to a nuisance. Um, no one wants a nuisance in their life. Men don't want a nuisance woman. Men will put up with it a little bit more because they think there might be some sex at the end of it. But women will not tolerate a nuisance. It's an extra headache. It's an extra person to manage. She, why? Okay, I need to start explaining things to you. Please, you know, I want to watch this. Like, I want to watch Netflix. I, I don't want to do this. You know, that's what's literally going through her head. You just got to be that guy who's like, yep, I get the situation. Um, you ain't going to get fuck all from me for a couple of weeks now. But without, you know, just do. Say it. Do a show with your actions. Do you feel like you're, I mean, I get this from a lot of the drill leaders, like, I know Jamie brought this up. Do you find a hard dating yourself now? Are you like, when you're on a date talking to a guy, you're like, oh, you're doing this all wrong. You should have <laughs> broken my pattern here. Do you find it harder for guys to break patterns for you personally? Or does it still, does your stuff still even work for you? Who are you asking? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, me. Sorry. I, I'm looking at the cameras. I thought you were looking the other way. Um, uh, it is, a, I'm not going to lie, it's a little bit, I do know when someone's running game on me now. Mm. Yeah, I can tell when it's authentic. Uh, like, you know, there's naturals. Right. I can tell the difference. I can. But an untrained eye can't. Most girls can't do it. They cannot do it. I had one guy who used game on me now. But the beautiful thing was is that he said, I'm running game on you. I was like, okay, game on then, this is fun. He's like, I've read the game, I know about this stuff, and I'm, I'm gonna game you. And I thought, actually, that's interesting. And he would dissect what he's doing because he understood that my mind was kind of, I love social dynamics, I like picking apart things, it's fine. I don't mind losing a game almost, or being um, at the mercy of a, of, of a kind of scam even, if I can sort of, you know, work out what it was that made me um, susceptible. Does that make sense? So he kind of got that. So you, you can kind of like run game as long as you understand the person's default settings. That's very important. You understand their frequency. So some people actually kind of find it fun. I know a few people that have confessed to me, look, I know this person's running game with me and they told me and I let them because that was the kind of, they sussed out that that's the kind of person that they are. Does that make sense? It's hard to explain, but I can tell. I can by eliciting, eliciting girl's values of what does she care about, what does she like, what is, you know, what's her wavelength, I guess. It's hard to, like, pin down, but in that sense, you just kind of figure it, look, she knows I'm going to do it, so I may as well uh, be mad about it and just own that I'm going to be running game on you, hoping that you'll appreciate that, I suppose. Yeah, and it's, again, it's coming from that non-needy, unapologetic um, starting point. Do you get that too, Jamie, or do you see, like... Yeah, I mean, well, I've, I've talked about this before, but um, I've, I've seen it where, you know, two guys, like the guy in the wing comes up and, you know, they, 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 they start and they like, you know, so what's up? Like, oh, like you just coming around and you know what I mean? Like they, they do all the lines, right? And I'm kind of like, oh, like I let them. I let them because I'm just like, oh, they don't, they don't say that they're running game on me, but they don't know. But then all of a sudden I'll come back with them like with, so I work for this company, Modern Flirting. I actually teach men how to do what you're doing right now. You're doing great. This is what I would change. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
they like don't know how to compute you know but then but it's it's nice though because then they're all of a sudden invested because they're listening to you like taking notes like okay this is what i would have done differently i would have you know stood like this i would have been this far away instead of this close you know all these different things and um so that's fun um but but you know i i I, I always find it, I always find it endearing. Um, but I also think I am, I am a people, I am that people pleaser. Like I will let them because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, they're, they're practicing. And that's kind of the thing that I admire about all the guys that kind of go through dating coaches and stuff like that. Cause it's a really, really useful skill. Um, and I think it takes a lot for someone to admit to themselves that like, okay, I need help in this area and I'm going to go seek that out. And so I don't want to, I don't want to, give them negative reinforcement because I, I, I admire that uh, quality so much. Oh yeah. I mean, I never, any guy that approaches me, I'm very nice to, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, you know, I'm really, really nice to them. Um, it was just that I know when they're doing it or not, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All this down. Let's see it. Yeah. So I guess my last question here, do you find a difference between guys uh, quote approaching either you or you know a random girl versus creating a lifestyle and social circle that has a lot of women come to them through that means. Do you find like I, I've been around with like the velvet ropes and the club scene and the party scene and whatnot, and what I've seen from a lot of these like you know these gorgeous women, it's like oh that's a random, and there's like the stigma of random guy I don't know and I don't want to be perceived as getting with some random guy outside of our group. And also within the social circle, I find I could like hit guys away very easily, or right? I just call the girls and like come running because I'm in that social circle. So I found there's just such a power to that. But like, what goes on there for the you know for the girls and and social circles better? How does how do guys get into social circles with beautiful women? Right. Okay. So this is where I am not great at. Um, and I honestly, I'm the first person to say this is my area and this is now going over my, you know, jurisdiction. On my team, the, the guys are, some of them are incredible. They, they've infiltrated like every fucking like number one party guest list that you, you know, uh, that's going on in anywhere in the world. They can just, they're like that. They make they have social circles all over the world, my trainers. So when my students say to me, look, I need to, do some social game. I'm like, okay, you're gonna go with Ali, you're gonna go with Daniel. These guys have got connections all over the world and they will tell you exactly how they got those connections. Um, and so you can go and do it yourself. But what I can answer is that I have been that girl who has been approached by someone within the social circle and I've had cold approaches. And um, honestly, both of them have been just as effective. Um, the, the, what I like about complete utter cold approach is that there's a romantic element to it. Like, oh wow, it was meant to be. We were both walking in the park at the same time or in the bookshop. There is that element and that can really like carry you for a lot of sure. the uh, relationship it was meant to be. Um, more, there's more butterflies and exciting doing a cold approach than Uber I've seen around a few times and now, you know, like I already know her. But also you can be who you want to be when you meet someone. There's no reputation. Now, your reputation can be outstanding, okay? But you've got to remember that the girl also is worried about her reputation if she's in a social circle. Whereas when you're meeting someone cold approach, everyone is starting from zero. 
We don't know. We can be who we want to be. We can have our backstory and we can feel a lot more freer because we think no one's going to find out about this. And if it does escalate into a relationship, what a wonderful story. I can tell everyone, like we met this way and then we became, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. So both have their merits. Um, but yeah, if people come to me for, you know, how do I create a social circle? I send them to my best trainers who anywhere in the world, they have this social circle and it's, uh, I, I can't do it. I'm okay, not on that, if people want to learn more about you, if they want to get some training from you, your trainers, what's the best way to contact you, find out more about you? Where do we go? Okay, just go to the mothership, which is kezia-noble.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-noble.com. You can find all my socials on there. Um, like I said, I call it the, the mothership. Just go there and everything's on there. All right, guys, you're at kezia-noble.com. Go to the mothership. Thank you so much for coming on here. It was great picking your brain. You got a lot of great stuff from it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care, guys. Bye, thank you.